Welcome to Huddle of Knuckleheads Turbo Edition. Uh, you've got our injury fallout winning on the waiver wire. Um, as with, or with me as always, Lance Dork. Yo, yo. By always, I mean this evening, because it is our first episode. Yes, it's week two, going on week three, but we're getting rolling. Yeah. We had stuff to do. Get the get off our backs. We actually met like five times. You and I, at least, met a, a few times. Two or three. I can't Talk recall, but I sure you're telling the <laughs> truth. Um, so... Winning injury fallout, winning on the waiver wire. Pretty much, we're going to run through the biggest injuries of the week. We're going to talk about uh, who it might impact, and we're pretty much only going to bring you the news that matters because we're trying to keep these nice and short. Uh, winning on the waiver wire, we're going to run through some of the interesting people who we're using Yahoo for this, but are below fifty percent owned in leagues uh, and their matchups, and whether you might want to pick them up for this week or for the season. So, running through, we got Andy Dalton. Uh, for the Bears. He hurt his ankle. He tried to come back, uh, then went off. So obviously the big news for this is Justin Fields, but because it's the quarterback, that trickles down to everyone else. So you think, what are the biggest ramifications? Do you think it uh, helps or hurts the Bears' offense, or do you think... I'm not an Andy Dalton believer. I saw him play for too long in Cincinnati. So uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I thought Justin Fields looked pretty crisp. Uh, he probably make mistakes, but uh, his feet just add a dimension. I mean, Andy Dalton actually had a few good runs before he went out of that game, but still, I mean, doesn't compare to what Justin can do with his legs. So, I don't know. You drafted, you spent that draft capital. I, I kind of think the sitting a year out, it's just a luxury most teams that spend that draft capital cannot afford. Uh, so I don't know what a few more games sitting on the bench does. Just get them out there and play them, man. It's tough when you look at the people who have sat out a whole year and you're like, well, it's like two of the best quarterbacks of all time. I mean, well, it's when you look at when you look sure, at the, so. But Tom Brady took over his rookie year, but and near the end was of great. It, like near the end, end. Of and it. then it uh, wasn't like he took over. What did he take over? Week ten, twelve. Um, I don't know. I don't think it was that late. Was I think it? it was pretty late in the year. I think the biggest one to look at here. So I think Allen, again, you're right. Allen's always sort of produced. I I think he probably gets a little bit of an uptick. I think their passing game in general. But I think an interesting thing might be Montgomery might get a little addition by subtraction. Where for a few weeks, he maybe doesn't get the volume. But eventually, because he also doesn't get the attention, he might, you know, it might actually loosen up for him a bit. Um, Because he's not a bad receiver uh, and things like that either. So... In the end, you still might be really happy you have Montgomery, even with Justin Fields. Uh, the next one we're going to go on to, Carson Wentz, who rolled an ankle, sprained an ankle, both ankles. Who knows with that? It was it, the second game of the season. That Tom Brady turned up? Yep. Of his rookie year. I think that's your internet's In their wrong. second game at home opener, the Patriots squared off AFC rivals New York Jets. Bledsoe was again the starter in the fourth quarter. He suffered internal bleeding after a hit from linebacker Mo Lewis. All right. Well, that was graphic. Thanks for the aside. Yes. Well, all right. This is why I never should bring things up I don't actually know when we're recording. All right, let's keep moving. But, I mean, you're, to your other to the point, to get back real quick, to the, to the quarterbacks that sat out a year, the two that sat out a year and are really good now, Mahomes and Rodgers, which Rodgers sat out, what, three years, I think, at least two. And then, uh, but then that doesn't keep in, you know, 
Jimmy Garoppolo sat out a couple years in New England too, right? Ryan Mallett sat out a couple years. Like a ton of quarterbacks. A lot of years. A ton of quarterbacks sit out years and then don't be any good. Like, I mean, Jordan Love has sat out a year. We don't know if he's any good. I, I mean, yeah. I, I just it's it's uh recency bias or something like that 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 makes you think that, I think. Maybe. Um Carson Wentz, the whole defense, uh, or the whole offense kind of downgrades, I think, with Jacob Eason throwing through yeah, an interception on his second pass. So I wouldn't have faith in any of those people at this point. Uh, maybe Taylor. I mean... But even then, even yeah, then he's going to be facing on a him. lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another quarterback, Tua Tungabailoa, obviously got smashed in the ribs, got carted off Said not serious today, though. So really? You think he's going to be playing this week? Uh, no. Yeah, so Jacoby Reset will be playing uh, this week at least, which I can't imagine as a boost, but the way Tua's been playing doesn't look like it'd be too much worse. Uh, and then obviously one that actually did kind of suck for everyone who wasn't a Browns fan, Tyrod Taylor, who I kind of think he's the guy that almost everybody roots for. He's just the, the punctured lung thing. Because if you were ever on a team, like if you were ever a fan of a team that Tyrod played for, you were a fan of the person, not so much the player, because the player was infuriating the way he played way too safe. But when the rib thing happened, you're like, come on, give the guy a break. So I think after the first uh, game, a lot of people, myself included, were really like kind of happy and almost, dare I say, excited that he could have a mediocre season and have like, who knows what's going to happen there. But he could be sort of a bridge quarterback if they draft one in a few years, whatever. Well, he hurt his hamstring. He's at least going to be out this week, which uh, I think, again, downgrades their whole offense. Davis Mills is in. So would yeah. you still would you still play Brandon Cooks? I think he's the one. It would, it would depend on the matchup. I mean, I would, I would probably still have Cooks in the top 30 wide receivers, I think. Houston uh, is... So, uh, or depend on who I have in my lineup. You know what I mean, but... He's a he's a he's a definitely an intriguing flex play still. Just the volume he's getting. I mean, Houston's got doesn't Carolina seem on to beat anybody in that offense. They feel comfortable throwing the ball to. All right, a couple running backs. Obviously, uh, the entire 49ers backfield: stingers, concussions, ankles. They could miss yeah. anywhere from no time to a few weeks. I think Hasty's out longer term. I think that concussions you never know. But I think he was just in the protocol. I don't even think it was ever late. Like yeah. So I think he's just going through the protocol where they could. I mean, he could be active this week. Right. Um, and the same kind of thing with the stinger for Elijah Mitchell. So that whole backfield right now, we've talked about it on another one, or we'll talk about it also on our winning on the waiver wire. Whoever they can put in this week, there you go. Uh. Daryl Henderson had a rib injury. There's really no word out there. Uh, this is one of those weird keep everything a secret NFL court coach things that it's annoying. Uh, so the running backs that I think would be affected would be Sony Michelle and a guy named Jake Funk. Do you got the Funk? We got never the funk. even heard of the guy, and I've heard of a lot of players. So uh, yeah, I I don't know if overall losing a running back of that caliber in that kind of an offense is super detrimental. Um, Josh Jacobs was out, obviously, this week, kind of a late-week thing that came out, uh, but he might still miss, like, I think he's said three to five more weeks with his toe, foot, ankle, whatever's going on. So Peyton Barber was picked up off the scrap heaps, 
and Kenyon Drake, still a pretty good receiving weapon out the back. So either of those I feel guys. pretty good starting Drake. If I kind of think so too. Out. That that Raiders offense is looking pretty good, and Drake seems to kind of fit kind of what they're doing. They're kind of throwing a lot. And, I yeah. think he was five for five or six for six this week. Got like forty-five or fifty-five yards, something like that. Like if if you're automatically coming in with that, shoot, rush for forty and you got something going. So got yourself a stew. Yeah. All right, a couple wide receivers injured. We got Deontay Johnson, the last most useless play of the game, unless I wanted that extra 1.5 fantasy points. Got tackled out of bounds and hurt his knee. Uh, it came out today, it's not supposed to be serious, but if he's uncomfortable, things like that, obviously the guys you're going to be looking for, uh, for would be Claypool and Smith-Schuster. But what about that Harris guy? Which one of these guys do you think stands to benefit the most? Well, the volume Harris keeps getting, and, and just the amount of snaps he's in the game, uh, pretty much a true three down back. I think even though he hasn't lit it up with numbers, you got to keep starting him. Uh, I mean, Smith-Schuster, before Johnson went out, still looks like he's pretty involved in that offense. I mean, so uh, I don't know. Who are the Steelers playing this week? Cincinnati. I wouldn't feel bad about starting all three of those guys. I'd maybe, you know, watch Johnson uh, throughout the week, what the word's coming out. If he's healthy, I mean, pretty much anybody in that offense could be a start against the Bengals, I feel like. But yeah. it's a little hard to tell who those receivers, who's going to get theirs. Yeah, they like to spread it out, though. I mean, this week, they, I think, it, it's... Interesting to see because Deontay Johnson gets the most targets every single week, but he doesn't necessarily do the most with him. He doesn't doesn't find the end zone as much, it seems like. And it almost seems like uh, Claypool's the one who's going to get you like one big play. Yeah. Um, and then we got Jarvis Landry, who had like an MCL sprain almost immediately in that game, which was frustrating, which is a three- to eight-week thing. So if OGBJ comes back, we're talking about, you know, What's holding that up? He was supposed to be back for week one, wasn't he? Yeah, I think it's I think it's probably looking and and saying this is a long season and we want him in the back like we want him more in the back half than the front half. That's my guess. Um, yeah, I'm but not, if there was a time to push, it's now, right? I mean, I would think so, unless unless they feel really confident, and they might because they might be like, I'm I mean, just going to keep giving it to Nick Chubb. So that's kind of with. Uh, What's his name? Has looked pretty good, Schwartz or whatever. Or, or? So Schwartz, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones had an unfortunate fumble in this last game where he he caught the ball, tucked the ball away right exactly the way you're supposed to, and the the helmet got him right on the ball. But they're they're running backs, but or sorry, wide receivers. But I actually think Kareem Hunt, the running backs, too. Kareem Hunt will get more work. Nick Chubb will get more work. Your tight ends are going to get more work with Jarvis kind of being out. So if OBJ stays out, I would look outside the receiver core. I think Schwartz is going to get a few. I think Peoples-Jones. I think uh, Hollywood Higgins. But I think the, I think Najoku might be actually a worthwhile look. Schwartz might find a place in your offense he's good. this season. Uh, just that speed, I'm telling you. I think he's probably the third fastest person in the NFL. Speedy dude. Our last guy that uh, of serious consequence, and I'm sorry, defensive players and linemen, but for fantasy, we're not talking about you. LaVisca Chenault. So no word out, shoulder injury could, again, secretive shit. Uh, but obviously the other receivers, do you think it really impacts James Robinson that much? No. And I don't know if it really impacts Trevor Lawrence that much. I mean, 
He's been a dis. LaVisca's been a disappointment this year. So yep. Well, the Jaguars have been a disappointment this yeah. year. So you know who hasn't been? Marvin Jones. But, um, but yeah, I think I think both of them they don't really get a boost. Yeah. There, it's really just treading water. All right, that would be your injury fallout. Time to win on the waiver wire, man. All right, so going through the waiver wire, uh, we'll, I'll read through these real quick, and then maybe we'll just kind of say who we like the best. Uh, so at QB, we got Derek Carr versus the Dolphins. He's got the most passing yards through two games in Raiders history, like 817 or something like that. Uh, we got Daniel Jones versus the Falcons. Uh, as Jeff quipped uh, during the game, he's he should have drafted him as his running back too. Uh, because Daniel Jones uh, does like to run the football. You wouldn't necessarily guess it by looking at no, him. No, or not man. by the way he runs either. It's, yeah. it's not that he's slow, but it's, he doesn't have like... Almost lumbering. Quickness. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He kind of runs when we used to... Well, he runs like any super tall guy that's not quick. He just yeah. kind of lopes down the field. But man, when he does run, he can break big ones. There's sure. no doubt. We've seen him do it a he few should've, times. He should have had a touchdown. Um, that, that holding call is bullshit. Yeah. So then we've got Teddy Bridgewater versus the Jets. I got here 20 points a game. He's got like 21 and 22 for the first two games, and he'll just continue, I think, to put up 20 points or more in the Jets, maybe even more. Yeah. Uh, so then Take we got the north of that. Yeah, Sam Darnold versus the Texans. New offense, new team, CMC. I mean, he's just got a lot of stuff going for him there that he never had in New York, and he's looked he's looked good. So out of these four, I honestly want Teddy Bridgewater maybe for the rest of the year. I like the steadiness. I don't think – I mean, he might have games where he honestly disappears um, just because their defense is so good and they've got two pretty decent running backs and a pretty good offensive line. Like, there's just so much around Teddy to like. And the fact that he is throwing it down the field a bit, the fact that he is taking risks, the things we've knocked him for definitely last year that – He's, I mean, Cortland Sutton's game this week, I think, was so reassuring. Yeah. Not just to people who drafted Cortland Sutton at all, but to people who, you know, like the fans of Denver. So I, I would be fine. Right now, I have a couple leagues with some guys like a Trevor Lawrence, like a few other guys who I'm kind of starting to fade on pretty hard. Teddy might take their place. I think I, man, I think I'm on, all of these guys are not, not only just like, Almost completely unowned in leagues. Uh, I think Carr was like 30-something, but the rest of these guys are in the 20s. Uh, Daniel Jones would be the one I wouldn't want. I think Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater, or Sam Darnold, they should be owned right now. And they should be like 60, 70, 80% owned. And like, I mean, having either of those three, I think, uh, going forward might not be a totally bad uh, thing. Uh if you are already finding yourself, you know, if maybe you drafted Carson Wentz late or you, you know, something waited playing the streaming quarterback. Uh, I don't know. I think I'd go – I think maybe I would go – yeah, I think i go Derek Carr in this matchup against the Dolphins because they just looked terrible last week. No, the Jets look great. Well, no, they didn't. But I like – Teddy Bridge – or what Derek if, Carr definitely does push the ball down the field, though. And he does at least have oh, some weapons that can do it. He's got downfield weapon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder about the efficiency of their running game versus the uh, versus Denver. But I both of those guys I really like. And, and kind of both as players, kind of like what I said earlier about Tyrod, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, secretly back to a rooting for him unless I'm playing against him. Right. Uh, running backs – 
So for the running backs, we have whoever the 49ers sign or is healthy. Uh, zone run is scheme over talent, essentially. Uh, pretty much plug anybody in there. Uh, Corderail Patterson versus the New York Giants. Uh, he is the uh, wide receiver, two for Atlanta. Uh, so it's a nice pickup at running back. Lindsey, almost as good as Mark Ingram, but worse than David Johnson. The worst receiver. Uh, the, but a worse receiver than David Johnson. But he did have a touchdown this week. So He did, this little screen pass. Yep, yep. Uh, game where, gain, Kenneth Gainwell for the Eagles. He's in a timeshare and really the second man. I mean, it's really like a one-third split. But he is getting value touches in the red zone, so he might be worth a pick and, and gamble. Uh, and then McKissick had a big play this week, but he's pretty much always going to be boom-bust. Uh, running back's pretty fucking barren right now, so good luck. I guess if I was looking just for this week, I'm definitely not going Lindsay because I think they're going this week against Carolina. Yeah. Uh, and that quarterback situation and everything like that. Um, it might... God. It might be Cordero. Uh, just because... The New York Giants, I don't think, are very good. He he gets the ball at different parts of the field. God, he's been in the league a million years. Yeah. Um, now, again, I don't think all of the running backs for the 49ers are going to be out. So they might sign someone that might end up making the practice squad or whatever for some depth. But I think they're going to have a couple running backs that, you know, make it this week. Uh, and McKissick, God, that touchdown was a heartbreaker to Antonio Gibson owners. Um you like you like his usage last week, but one, like one target the week before. Yeah, I don't know about that. So, yeah, give me Cordero. All right. Uh, moving on to wide receivers, uh, Rondale Moore. He is wide, wide open. Yeah, <laughs> he 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 had one big catch uh, this week. Uh, that he was, yes, just absurdly wide open, uh, that basically uh, Kyler Murray ran him open. Uh, but uh, I don't know. He he actually got some targets in week one. Um, as a side note, if you're in a league that does return yards like our league is, uh, he does get also some return yards. So he's been a little bit of a Swiss Army knife for them. Uh I, I think he stays involved in that offense. I think they finally hit on one of those drafted wide receivers they've been fucking missing on, like Andy Isabella. and Well, Christian Kirk's had his moments. Uh, but then we also have, uh, again, Cordereal Patterson because he is listed dual in, in Yahoo. So depending on what where you're at, you may not be able to pick up Patterson as a wide receiver and or running back. I don't know what he is in in ESPN. But in Yahoo, he's got the dual designation, um, and he's is the run, running back one for Atlanta. So you're getting the running back one and wide receiver two for Atlanta, basically. Uh, two spots for point, price of one. Yeah. So uh, Zach Pascal, 16% owned. He has had over 10 points both weeks. Uh, K.J. Osborne uh, for the Vikings. So Zach Pascal is with the Colts. K.J. Osborne with the Vikings. He actually is currently sitting inside the top 20 wide receivers. He's had a good start to the season. Uh, Deontay Harris, uh, somebody on the Saints has to get the ball, right? And it hasn't really looked like it's going to be Callaway. Like we kind of, some people were maybe thinking after he had that one good preseason game. Uh, yeah, that I, I, I don't want any part of the Saints, quite honestly, with Jameis Winston as their quarterback. Because I think this week showed that 
you cannot you cannot trust that Jameis Winston any week <laughs> there any week like he makes all of your players boomer bust yeah everyone yeah so when I'm looking at those obviously I already said Cordero and especially that value I think like Rondale if you if you are needing a receiver he's definitely worth rostering um I'm intrigued by KJ Osborne I am the only thing is I think that the other two receivers are going to so get good. more work, yeah. and I think they're going to run Dalvin Cook. I I just don't know if he'll maintain that going forward. Yeah, I agree. I think I would go. I like Rondale more though, so I might pick him back up. Uh, but yeah, I I mean I think Cordell Patterson, especially with the start that he's had. He's a really interesting pickup, and in our league that does return yards because he's still also doing returns. What's he doing? Uh, was he just the whole football? He team? does. He does everything, uh, but he's always done returns. I mean, that's what he does best. I, I mean, it, he's kind of, you know, it's interesting. He's a little bit. He reminds me of Ted Ginn a little bit because he went super high as a number first round draft pick, and you like three years later you thought he was a bust, and then. Ten years later, he's still in the league doing shit. You know what I mean? Where you're like, well, are you really a bust if you spend ten years in the league? I guess you are because to the, your original team that spent draft capital on you, you didn't do what they wanted. Yeah, but, but I think... But are you a bust to yourself personally? I would think no. No. no but I, I think just in general, I think like as the way people look at you, the way the league looks at yeah. you, right? That's, a bust, I think, is more than... Because they're... There are players who flamed out with their own teams because of reasons other than their play, right? Like right. drugs or this yeah, or that or exactly, the other. Yeah. They went somewhere, got a second chance, and, you know, whatever it would be. Um, no, I don't think you could look at Teddy Gidd and say a bust because while he never was what he was drafted as, he was probably a stupid draft pick. Like, right. Right? Like, people do that. They make bad draft picks when they're like, we love this thing about him. Maybe he can do all of those crazy moves at the NFL, even though no one else can. Well, Not and, no one and else. Josh Kripsky. Kind of like Cordell. Yeah, Teddy was still an elite returner in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Cordell Patterson is technically a four-time All-Pro first team for returning, but <laughs> if you count that. By the way, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers just threw his third touchdown pass to Aaron Jones, just so you know. Um, by the way, we just started trailing off and totally lost track. Yes, we, we did. We did one of our patented... You're going to have to get us back to a decent place. Okay, so... Because all of this was rampant. Yeah, all right. So going back in, I got three more here that are just deep that Jeff just made fun of. Uh, Braxton Berrios, I have in here 18 targets through two games. So uh, just the volume he's getting make him kind of an interesting pickup. And these guys are all under like 6% owned. Uh, Hunter Rimfro, uh, I mean... The dude is part of that offense. Like they make sure they involve him. He's kind of like reminds me of like a Wes Welker or a or a uh, Julian Edelman in a Belichick offense, kind of. In that man, he just pumps out like yeah, ten but, point plus games. Yeah, but Julian Edelman and, and Wes Welker were like the focal, like they were the number yeah. one receiver in that offense. Like other than Gronk, usually the number one weapon. Right. Whereas Hunter Renfro is definitely behind Henry Ruggs. Yeah. And he's probably... And Waller is essentially... And Waller, well, but Waller's, Waller's like a Gronk in New England, yeah. I guess. You could compare, so... so. I, like, I like Renfro if you're like, I just want someone through bye weeks that I can trust to get me anything, 
if you're yeah. already that weak at, at like through injuries or whatever. But I have no real interest in picking him up. I, I don't see a huge upside there. And Quez Quez Watkins, I don't I don't know. Like he had two they, catches for 117 yards this week. Yeah, dude, they, <laughs> they've got Jalen Rager. They've got like and they, no touchdowns. Two catches, 117 yards, no yeah, touchdowns. They've got other guys that. I, unless one of those other guys, I don't hurt. like Jalen Rager. So that would be a, that would be maybe my pitch for him is that I don't think Jalen Rager is that good. You also I, didn't I, think I scouted them last year. I did not think he was that good. I thought it was a bad pick by them. Uh, but I but I do think Devonta Smith has potential. You also told me Michael Pittman Jr. wasn't very good. What do you know? Well, I still don't think he is. But okay, he's one tall. week. He's tall. Is that all you want in a receiver? I want 120 some yards that I was denied. All right. Run through our tight ends. We'll wrap this up. We gotta All make right. this more turbo. We've got uh, this Johnson guy for the Saints that also has a dual designation as wide receiver and tight end. He got a touchdown in week one, but didn't do shit really in week two. Uh, though he's still sitting in our league at like the number seven tight end. That's how bad tight ends are right now. Uh, Dawson Knox, the Do- the Dawson Jeff calls him uh, as Silent J. Bob, whatever, fuck. Wow. I'm losing my mind. All Jay and Silent bad. Vibe. This is this is this is quality radio right here. Uh Jack Doyle, double U. Okay. Yeah, dude. Who do they have? Jaco- it's not Jacoby Brissett anymore. It's it's Eason. Eason. No, yeah. No, I don't no. want yeah. anything there. So None of those you- things. I'll I'll keep drowning. I guess Dawson Knox. I guess Dawson Knox. He's on the best team. And they've and they've been using they've been running a lot of two tight end sets and just kind of looking like they might start incorporating those tight ends a decent amount. So I'm with I'm with you on the Dawson Knox. All right. All right. I think that's all we have. We're not doing kickers or defenses. Just no. go fuck yourself. Stream them. Stream them. Yeah. Just see what Yahoo thinks and agree or whoever. Fantasy pros. Just pick the highest one. Whatever. Yep. All right. See you.